Welcome to The Brain Factor, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Hawley. We're a part of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you'll walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome to The Brain Factor. Thanks for joining us today. We are uh, today going to dive into some coping mechanisms in a different way, right? So one of the protective factors is um, emotional uh, self-regulation. And I think that's worth looking at. Yeah. I think it's worth looking at. We talk a lot about like doing work on ourselves. We talk Mm -hmm. a lot about coping skills. You know, some of our previous and future episodes really sort of dive into, um, uh, you know, how to spend time looking at uh, whether it's stress management or problem solving or something like that. But the reality is as we're going through our day-to-day life, there are situations that we find ourselves in that require like a heat of the moment, three second, five minute tool that nobody knows I'm using <laughs> that like, <laughs> I got to get through the moment. And then right. like maybe later I can reflect or sort of part of my longer term self-care plan might be like doing some of this work on myself, but that doesn't help me when I have my hand on the doorknob, right? Or when I'm right. sitting in yeah. a room, right? Yeah. Or when you're, you know, just you're in the grocery store and something happens, someone bumps into you. Right. Just, it could right. be anything. anything. Somebody or cuts me off on I-75. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, or you're going to walk in to do a big presentation or get on mm-hmm. line for your podcast. Right. <laughs> so so what are those, you know, those moments that and I think there are really multiple moments a day where at least the door is open for that. The opportunity exists for mm-hmm. us to feel nervousness or defensiveness or fear or anger or um stress or anxiety, something that's just sort of the volume gets turned up on us in in that moment. Yeah. Uh, and so I I think we need a nice little collection of tools as human beings right. to use in that moment. Yeah, so we thought today that we'd share our hacks (laughs) with you, what our go-to hacks in the moment, anxiety hacks, Yes, right? So (laughs) emotional regulation. All right, so what is something that you do? I'm totally going to put you on the spot to start us off. Yeah, so some things I do, um, one of them I call a pre-plan attack. It's also associated with positive self-talk. So you can look at it in two different ways. But if I'm walking into something, like you said, my door, my hand is on the doorknob and I'm Mm. about to walk in. um, I know prior to that, because it happens time and time again, what's going to happen to me. I don't know when it's going to happen. It could be when my hand Mm -hmm. is on the door or when I'm sitting in the meeting or doing the presentation, but there are certain internal things that are going to attack me. So I want to attack them first. They're going to be like, you're not competent to do this. Why would anybody listen to you anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those right, types right. of things. So I have to have in advance these, you know, things that I'm going to say back to it, whether it's positive affirmation. Yeah, you can do this because you do this all the time. You know? Sure. You're good at this. This is part of your your role. Mm-hmm. But yeah. pre-planning those. Is pre-planning those, yeah. So I know the things that I'm going to say to Joy's myself when these planner. things come up. Well... <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I like that idea. Like mm-hmm. I have, that's um, uh, not something I think that naturally occurs for me, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to try that because I really, I really like the idea of no, cause you're absolutely right. Like mm-hmm. the, the mean stuff we say to ourselves is kind of the same. There's a script there. That's, yeah. and, and I love that you have such an awareness. Like these are the negative things I say to myself without fail. Every time I know why I'm going to be nervous right. because I'm going to doubt my competence. It happens right. every time. Yeah. Right. So if that happens every time, What's the counterattack? Yeah, well, when we pulled up this morning to record this podcast, you parked right behind me and you came in and I was get, I got my stuff and met you. And I was like, oh, this is part of my pre-plan attack because mm-hmm. I get there early. I sit in my vehicle. I answer some emails. I want to take that for me, that rushing experience mm-hmm. shoots my anxiety through the roof. Right. So I just, I put all these things in place that I know that are going to be calming to me so that when it's time for me to walk in, I'm walking mm-hmm. in, having told myself all these wonderful things, accomplishing a few things. Yeah. That no, morning. I love yeah. that. And you're creating a space for those things to happen, yeah. right? So you're kind of getting mm-hmm. it out of the way. I do something that's it's similar, mm-hmm. but it's not. It it won't shock you to hear that it lacks the planning. Um, but <laughs> but it's in in its um, theming. It's very similar. I call it the knockout punch, right? Yeah. So uh, like I um, I have certain uh, ways that I will phrase it in my head, um, it, and it's usually that's not entirely true or. The evidence against that, and if anybody's watched more than just this podcast, you've heard me talk about evidence before, yeah. right? And so let, the evidence against that is, so I use those those sentence starters mm-hmm. in my self-talk to sort yeah. of combat the negative self-talk. Uh, but I don't, like the difference is like, I don't, I don't anticipate what that negative self-talk is right. going to be. But when it shows up and it's like, oh, you, you were the, you were the worst person they could have picked to do this. Well, that's not entirely true because you know, you've, you've done X, Y, and Z before with success, or I'll say, well, the evidence against that is, you know, you've done X, Y, and Z with success. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm, I I use those sentence starters and it, that becomes very like repetitive for me in my head. And there's a comfort in that for me Mm -hmm. that, so that creates that sort of in the moment resilience thing that I can, that I can pull from and it knocks out that negative thought. So the knockout punch is, you know, just kind of repeating that, that mantra of it's not entirely true or here's the evidence against that. And so that's, I keep having that internal dialogue as I'm walking through that, you know? So it's almost like an affirmation, but it's it's flipping it a little bit. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a twist on affirmations. Yeah. So you're not Mm -hmm. saying, um, like I might say, oh, you can do this because, you know, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, because you're strong because mm-hmm. you're good at this or whatever, mm-hmm. but you're saying the evidence against against that is the strength doing. I have shown before. Right. Right. So yeah. I go, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, and then I can, and then I can walk through that. Okay. Uh, and I think anytime it creates a ritual too, like I, yeah. it becomes comforting just by its very nature of it being a ritual. So, yeah. and so I do that. So what's something else? So another one of my hacks is uh, a pause button. Oh yeah. So if I don't know what to say right now, She's drinking her water for those that are just I'm listening. I just love it. Stop and take a <laughs> sip of water or create some type of space. Oh, I'll be back in a minute. You know, can I get back to you on that? 
oh, I have to walk away right now, you know, and it depends if it's business or professional, you know, how that gets handled. I saw you do that just the other day. Did you? I did. We were presenting and someone asked a question about something that was statistics Mm -hmm. and you stopped and you drank your water and then you went back to the slideshow we were using and you went back to slides and showed the answer to that question. But now I know it looked so natural and so normal, but now I know you were actually thinking, where is that? Where is that statistic? Okay, that's two I can't slides remember away. that statistic. Let, Let me, me just go, back. go back and ah! find it. Yeah. So that was so <laughs> effective. That worked really well. Yeah. 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 Just creating some type of little space to, to give you a moment. Yeah. I get thirsty a lot when I'm presentation, <laughs> pre- presenting something during presentations. Yeah. And it, it, you're right. It buys you a minute. You know, I yeah. think, I, I think I've done that without intent, but I think I'm going to start using that one too. Yeah. And I, and I think it's okay sometimes, you know, just to say to someone, you know, I, I'm not really sure. And I want to make sure I give you the best information I can. So I'm going to get back mm-hmm. on that back to you on that. And that creates a bigger pause Yeah, because that can be, you know, it totally reminds me two hours. Yes. It totally reminds Mm -hmm. me something that I've done that, uh, that I didn't do like on purpose. Well, I mean, I did on purpose, Mm -hmm. but I didn't call it a strategy necessarily, but I've done it. And of course you can't do it. Um, like if you're presenting, right. Or if you're like, um, giving a speech or teaching a class, but like in a conversation, if you need pause, like, oh, hey, Hey, just literally saying like, hey, time out for one second. I got to use the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't actually have to use the bathroom. I've done that. And then you just go stand there like, okay, I need to collect myself Mm -hmm. and then go back into that room and, and, and do a better job, you know, or like, you know, just, just giving your literally the pause, but I like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't try Googling these hack names because these are no, we made them up. that we made. Completely made not, them up. Yeah. These are just the <laughs> strategies that we personally um, use. Although if you do find them and they're called something, at, they're actually called something, send us a message and let us know. Yeah, be great. definitely. We'd we'll... love to know that. <laughs> uh, and if not, then we just invented it. So... Yeah. <laughs> Give us credit. Yeah. Uh, there you but, go. But okay, so so you do the pause button. So um one of the things I, that mm-hmm. I do yeah. is uh and this is something I do with much intention. I do this a lot with intent. Uh it, I call it mental games. Yeah. So uh this is particularly effective, although it's not the only time that I use it when I'm waiting, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. this is a good hallway activity. This is a good in the car on the way over activity, right? Um, uh, in the waiting, Zoom waiting room. Because <laughs> now that we add that to the places we wait, right? Um, but in the Zoom waiting room. Uh, so a, a mental game should not, there's a couple of rules. It okay. should not require and you didn't. You don't need anything. No paper. No pen. Um, nothing. No one yeah. should know that you're doing anything. Right. Uh, it should be easy, but yet require your complete focus. Mm-hmm. Right. So something like uh, I'm going to come up with a food, two foods for every letter of the alphabet. So like asparagus, apples, broccoli beef until I get to like something stupid like Q and it falls apart. Right. So, um, <laughs> or you get really hungry. Right. Or you get really hungry. Uh, <laughs> or the door opens and, it, and it's go it's time, time. Right. So, um, but that requires my attention um, and I have to think about it, but it's also relatively easy uh, and no one knows I'm doing it uh, and I can do that. So a couple of other games that I have used has been um, uh, like song lyrics backwards. I try to say like, you know, Try to do the Hamilton score backwards. That's a hard one. That might be too hard. 
I might be <laughs> able to get Mary had a little lamb out in right. reverse, but outside of that, we're three blind mice. Right. <laughs> mice blind three. Right. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. Well, but, but you paused, right? Yes. Um, so doing that backwards or like depending on how old you are, uh, if you try to remember like all of the names of every high school teacher you had. Yeah. Because I think I can remember like three. Sorry, mm. guys. Um, but the three of you that are uh, I'm Facebook friends with, those are the ones I remember. Um, <laughs> and then the one that gave me a D. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, like we go back and try to like remember like that moment in time and everything that was associated with that, right? Yeah. So I'm making this list in my head and um, uh, and and no one knows I'm doing that. So uh, why that works for me. So if anybody out there kind of has this same um, personality makeup, the reason that really works for me is I'm not a person who can clear my mind easily. Like I also yeah. do mental games if I'm trying to meditate or I'm trying to relax, right? So um, I can't uh, clear my mind very easily. I can't just do blank and think of nothing. I need a task. Right. Uh, and so it gives me a mindless task that's not going to continue to perpetuate whatever is causing me anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. So hmm. what's another one you do? Well, I think one that we kind of share mm-hmm. um, is related to breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, all different types of breathing, just um, I'll use a lot of times like square breathing or box breathing. It's it's what it's called. And it just, it creates space as well. And nobody needs to know that you're doing it. But Mm -hmm. if I breathe in, you know, for a four count and then breathe out for a four count and in for a four count and out for a four Mm -hmm. count in your mind, you can envision that as a square Mm-hmm. as it's as as it's going on yeah. so that builds some space for me and you know I'm not a therapist or anything like that, but, or a doctor for any, by any means, but I'm assuming that, um, bringing in that oxygen does something within my system to help to support that, like Mm -hmm. just blood flow and oxygen and intent, intent giving my body what it needs. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. one of the things I learned about box box breathing, interestingly enough, is, you know, you breathe in for the four counts. So that's the one side of the box, Mm -hmm. hold it for the four counts. So that's Mm -hmm. the top of the box. Right. And then you exhale for the four counts, which is the other side of the box yeah. and then hold it across the bottom of the box for four right. counts, right? Yep. Um, the For me, when I very first did that, the holding it on the exhale was like ridiculously difficult. I was like, I, because it was so different than any other breathing. So a couple of things are happening there, right? I'm focused on that. Right. Uh, I It's got all my attention and concentration. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you like go underwater, right? You come up and you go... <gasps> So after I've held it at the bottom and I've, and, and then I go to inhale, that's a much deeper breath naturally than if I was like, okay, I'm going to inhale for four counts. Right. So that second time around the box, I'm getting a really good deep breath that's improving the blood flow and the oxygen and calming down my nervous system and all of those things. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because I, I, I somebody had to tell me that, and I was like, oh, "It is. I'm being tricked. That it is what's happening. Exist, is like, this really is a hack." Yes, I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then I also think it's it's important to like the breathing, right? Um, yeah, there's super super benefits to like diaphragmic breathing and in the nose and out the mouth and blah 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 blah, right? But if you are full of anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. the 
just breathe. Like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't it matter. Like, I like the box breathing because that's like super duper simple. But like, yeah. I think we spend a lot of time. Am I breathing correctly? Mm-hmm. When just the intentional act of taking air in and letting air out is going to benefit you, and it's literally the simplest thing that you can do that nobody knows you're doing. Yeah, it has so many physiological, and that's benefits. one of your hacks. Yeah, is is just just to breathe. Right. Just breathing. Making sure you're doing it. Teach box breathing. I think it's fantastic. But in the moment, all I can manage to do is to just intentionally breathe in and out. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. So and I know you'll do um, deep breaths. Yes. Like the like real deep ones, you know, Mm -hmm. and just to really get that kind of You know, and I think the exhale is important too. I usually try to focus on that because I think we throw that away a lot. And the more, you know, again, going back to that pool imagery, like when you're letting out all your air, you're sinking to the bottom, right? Yeah. So if I'm trying to bring it all down, I'm going to deflate. Um, and I, that so helps me. would you do the deep breathing more so when you're like out in the hallway beforehand because you're doing that? deep expel as well. So So I do just maybe do breathing. Like if we're sitting here on camera, you're just doing it a little bit with intent. Yeah. And I think that's the key, right? Mm -hmm. So like, yes, all of the stuff that's going to be audible is going to be in the hallway, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or in between. Um, But like if I was feeling um, like any kind of like stage anxiety or anything right now, as an example, I would be maybe while you were talking, I would just be taking note. I'm breathing in, I'm breathing breathing out. out. I'm breathing Breathing in, in. I'm breathing out. Uh, And focusing on that and letting myself breathe a little more deeply than I would. Because when you're anxious, uh, you're going to be a little more shallow of a breather. And so, Mm -hmm. and then that does not help that feeling of anxiety. So there's so much in breathing that can be beneficial to us. It's a way to help somebody else too. Mm-hmm. You know, to just like sometimes we need to be reminded, like just take a deep breath, take a deep just breath, breathe in, it's just take a minute and breathe. Yeah. Like you're gonna be okay. You know, yeah, it's something that really can help us regulate and can help us help somebody else regulate as well. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. what what else do you do when I have more time? Okay. okay, so when I have more time, this is the Zoom room or the waiting room yeah, or the hallway. My next right? one's t- uh, more time right. as well. <laughs> yeah. So when I when I have more time, I I really like, and this is an actual tech. You can Google this one. All right, I didn't invent this. No one. box breathing. You uh, can Google too. Yeah. So, so forget all that <laughs> stuff we said before. Um, but, uh, is uh, PMR uh, progressive muscle relaxation? And my friend Mallory actually is the one that told me um, how to do this. So if you're listening, Mallory, thank you. Um, uh, but, uh, and, and really walked me through it and I love it. I fell in love with it. So mm-hmm. it's, um, and it's so funny because sidebar, like I actually used to do this as a kid, like somebody somewhere taught me this as a kid, but they didn't tell me like it had a name or meant anything or it was like, if I couldn't sleep, right. It was yeah. like, well, try this, you know, mm-hmm. tighten up your toes, let them go tighten up. Right. So I don't know if anybody else had that. Right. But this is, uh, basically what it is. It's starting from the bottom of your body to the top. And then if you need to keep going back down, right. So it's like by muscle groups. Mm-hmm. So you're going to kind of clench your feet up and like hold them in. And then while you exhale, relax those muscles. Right. And then your calves, And then when you exhale, you're going to relax those muscles, right? And then maybe like your upper legs and your thighs and hold it and then relax and go up your whole body into your face muscles and your head and everything. And then down um, as well and just sort of progressively 
attack all those muscle groups and relax them because if you're, you know, you'll, you'll find, you'll hit areas that are already tense. Yeah. You know, like if you carry your stress in your back, you're going to be, you're going to hit that and you're going to be like, I can't even clench it because it's already clenched. It's you know? already it's <laughs> like, doing it on its own. So let me just relax it. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's something when I have the time really does help prepare me to to be more chill, you know, when I'm going to What is a good space. amount of time to do something like that? And I know we can shorten it or lengthen it, but for you personally. For me, I really need like a solid 10 minutes. <clears throat> so, oh, okay. you know, I think what's so interesting, and we did not talk about this ahead of time, but it's becoming really clear to me as, as we're talking now, like when you talked about the pre-plan attack, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like that if you get there early and you're anticipating certain things, or you, well, now you have time yeah. right, <clears throat> to do some deep breathing. Or I could have do, been doing that out in my car. Right. Doing something <laughs> like a PMR um, and, and something like that. So, uh, so I think it's neat that some of these can actually work together. Yeah. Right? Um, but that's, I think that's kind of, that's kind of my list. The breathing, the PMR, the knockout punches and the mental games are sort of my go-tos when my hand's on yeah. the doorknob. Yeah, so I have the pre-plan attack, um, the box breathing, the pause button, and my last one, which is my very favorite one. <laughs> this is when I pull this one out when I just cannot get it done myself. Mm -hmm. I'm problem solved. I've done every possible thing that I could do. And I'm just not getting anywhere. And it's mm -hmm. time that I need to just learn to accept something. So sure. this is when I'm going to pull out the big guns. Mm -hmm. And by the big guns, I mean, I call my therapist. Yes. Hey, I need to come in and talk to you because I've been working on this and working on mm -hmm. this. And, you know, it's time for me to learn a little humility and acceptance right now. Or I just need some real expertise in problem solving right, right now because mm -hmm. I'm stumped. Right, right. You know, and I'm you stuck. want to pull I'm out able your to manage strongest this. tool. For me, that's my strongest tool. Excellent. I love that so much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that you guys uh, can use some of this stuff uh, or have some of your own. And and sometimes when we have those things, it's really just a matter of defining them and doing them with intention, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Brain Factor. Joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode, so if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step, and we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.